about my sweat equity. I'd be remiss if we didn't do a hottie toddy right in the beginning of the episode. Don't just have to, to just don't to have piss to Eric it. off. You don't have to do that. <laughs> uh, Rob is uh, Rob Cressy is on the blower. Uh, we're doing this via Zoom, so apologize. There he is. A little delay action. Uh, let him hear your voice, Rob. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Rob Cressy, Bacon Sports. What, uh, why don't you send all your plugs out there? We'll do it at the top of the show so I don't uh, forget and we never do them. Cool. So for me, I'm very uh, much about community building and fan engagement. So I love hearing from people. So I know that the episode that we're about to deliver is going to be straight fire. So because of that, I want to hear from you. You can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy. Uh, I host a myriad of podcasts, one about sports betting called the Sharp 600 uh, one about sports and technology called the Game Day Playbook, and one about sports marketing called the Sports Marketing Huddle. So find me on any of those or vacantsports.com. And we got together because uh, we had a mutual friend, Beth Miller, that <clears throat> um, we've both worked with in different capacities. And she's like, this guy's your brother from another mother. That's how we got connected, I don't know, four years ago. And it's it's fun to see your uh, trajectory with your shows, with your – you, several entities you're working on and if you're watching this on video uh facebook rob said is not as big as laws though uh, it's not not no. even close no no but when we met he had long hair like mine uh, uh and it was very it was optical very illusion. spooky yeah um and we're both in digital into uh nerding out on sports and if you look in the background of his studio really uh good interior design oh, because yeah. it's cheap you can get old baseball cards, old uh, just old basketball cards. I think I see some in there, um, and that kind of makes a good motif of uh, a studio wall behind you. One hundred percent, and that's actually a tip for anybody who wants to be on video: is the attention to detail of what's behind you, because it drives me nuts when I watch Sports Center and it looks like the guy is doing it from a Motel Six, and I'm like, dude, come on, like. And all you have to do is take a little bit of intention. And for me, it was a DIY project. I had to figure out how to do it. And really, it was just some painter's uh, paper, some spray adhesive, and then did one vertical row, one horizontal row. And then I was like, oh, man, let's just boom, 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 boom. Ooh. So it was like six giant sheets of all of my cards from when I was a kid. Well, that, I mean, that's how uh, Eric didn't pull out the Donruss uh, box, but he did. I got them somewhere, baby. <laughs> I've got, I've somewhere got a, around here. here. I've been thinking about this, too. I'm saving bo- mint condition Donruss 1988 boxes. Minor tops. Uh, I mean, but, yeah. you're the tops, you know? Uh, but I'm saying, it, do you think they're going to be like, our sons are going to be like, baseball's gay by the time, like, <laughs> by the time you try to give it to them? No, they'll be like, what is this piece of paper? And then it I won't don't... be gay baseball. It'll be just, why are you, Why do you have this? <laughs> what is this and garbage? I don't want to, I don't just don't want to give it to him because then it has no value, right? <laughs> Make him earn it? Yeah. The well, thing he doesn't want? Yeah. Well, what's the value of free? It's zero, right? I always, I always point this out in the show. I had a boss that pointed it out all the time. He never wanted to give a free discount. He wanted to give... Uh, he'll, he'll discount a little bit on something, but 
he would go, we're never giving anything for free because it's never going to be realized. And it's 100% true. If you've ever been to a free comedy show, I can tell you they're the worst crowds because it's entitlement. A lot of them leave, too. Yeah. From my act, mostly. Well, yeah. Was, but, you did it yourself. But I'm saying, you made like, fun of yourself now. Those baseball cards where you're like, oh, well, here's a Beckett's guide. And uh, I'm, I'm going to give it to you like it's almost famous where it's like one day you'll be cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where Zoe Deschanel gives it to uh, uh, Cameron Crowe or whatever. You know too many weird movies. Like, I mean, Almost that, Famous? That, that's not Almost weird. Famous, no. completely not weird. One of my favorite movies ever. <laughs> Law, I'm going down the yeah. track with okay. you on that. I apologize. We're bros. I, I should have so prefaced. Many references. I should have prefaced. Yeah. I'm just, he's always quoting these 80s movies that his dad made him watch or something. No. That I don't know. No one made me watch them. I had to watch Chick Not Flicks. Almost Famous. I, I had two older I'm sisters. Just frustrated. I watched Golden Girl reruns. I watched Lifetime. <laughs> Uh, uh, Baxter, what's her name? Baxter Murray. Ba- uh, there's the one chick that's in every Lifetime movie. I had to watch all chick shows, and then I had to like go back and retroactively like watch Terminator Two, uh, like, right? All the cool shit that I didn't get to well, Die Hard. I didn't see that stuff till I was like uh, high school, late high school. So anyway, I'm saying uh, the the background looks good. I'm always amused by like uh, you know Eric did the studio and kind of got in that same realm of like, how do we do a cost effective way? He found these, these foam tiles that you can do. Now I see a lot of people copying it, by the way, I've seen a lot of studios doing this. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> they copied your style. studios, but I mean, but we were like, let's put a TV in the back that has, we, we you know, has at least the logo or something changing. And that that's pretty simple. I, a lot of people won't ask about how to do a podcast with video. And it's like, they overcomplicate it. Less is more. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. What's, uh, so how, I'm going to ask you for the 40th time because I've asked you offline a bunch. How do we get on LinkedIn Live? <laughs> so here's the thing LinkedIn Live is something that months ago, months ago, I started just seeing people popping up on LinkedIn, popping up on LinkedIn Live. And, I went to the link that I believe I sent you that said, here, submit for it. And what I did is I actually put thought into the pitch for them because I I had already built out a strategy for LinkedIn because um, for two plus years, I've been all in on the platform. I've grown my brand there to the point where I've got over 20,000 connections of people and I've got a big strategy for it. And I saw the opportunity. So I was like, listen, the second I get this available, I've already got a multiple day a week show that I'm going to be building out. And I'm going to be like, we're talking about entrepreneurship, personal development, mindsets, habits, and routines. And boom. So that's how I rolled in with it. And then just one day, it's like, you have access to LinkedIn Live. And I was like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Um, it, and I'll like to, I like to comment in a snarky way just because I know it, even though I hope you never read that as like, Man, fuck him. Like, I'm always, I always write a comment. Even a snarky one is better because at least it'll show engagement. It'll increase the amount of people that see it. So, when some, I've had people where they think I'm fucking with them. I'll just, I'm trying to write something quick. I don't want to write like something just, I don't don't want to write a zero. Beautiful. Yeah, I don't, this is great. I don't want to write that. I want to write something that at least creates some kind of engagement. And um, and some people, I know you probably get it, but a lot of people think I'm messing with them when the, you know, 
I've got a background in comedy. So I, of all people, understand the way that you and I get down. And here's the thing about this. Now, I'll give you a little trick that I used when I used to be on Facebook, when it's like, oh, the happy birthday. And I would go through and try and like wish everyone a happy birthday. But here's the thing. You know what's the lamest thing in the world? Getting 900 happy birthdays from everyone. Means nothing. Nothing stands out. So instead, I would be like, here's your birthday card. And... There is a baseball card of whatever, Albert Bell, or who knows what. Ooh, and what you're doing one. is you're being different and creative. So remember, doing one thing is always better than zero things. So the fact that you did something as opposed to just hitting like, you gave me a comment, so boom, you're already good in my book. And then you're doing something different. And that's, a, that's branding one-on-one for the way that we all get down. Yeah, I got to put like a Fleer uh, digital card in the comment now. Like a Paul Konerko or something. Mm. Do you ever see the it Billy Ripken like, one? It works like a charm. You ever <laughs> it see, does. You ever see Billy Ripken's uh, baseball card that has fuckface written on the handle of the bat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. the, no, really? You know? you uh, never seen that? No, i got to look that up. Just, they just let it right through. Really? Yeah. Well, there's got to be. I mean, everybody's so ripped up on coke probably back in the day. Fuck it. Let it through. <laughs> right. Let, were we late 80s probably? Like, no, I like that. What's Billy? We have other ones without it, but I like that one. Billy Ripken fuckface. Yeah. So, I mean, that is the card among all cards for because it was you could not put it this way. I never had one of those cards because it was hard to get back in the day. There was no internet. You had to go to the shop, and that thing may have been more expensive than one of those upper deck Ken Griffey Jr. rookies. So you do have one. I do not have. Oh, I've never okay. owned it. Okay. No. Bill, yeah. Bill Ripken, 1989 Fleer. That, yeah, it says fuckface fuck on the butt <laughs> of the bat. Like uh, the little round part, if you're not familiar with how yeah. bats are done. Uh, do you, by the way, do you think Cal Ripken did that to him as his brother? <laughs> knowing that it was going to be the photo shoot day, he's like, oh, I'm going to mess with my little brother. Yeah, that Was would, he the yeah. evil brother? Because I feel like Cal Ripken's got to be the nice one. And uh, But yeah. I, I heard, actually, it wasn't Cal Ripken kind of a sociopath of, of sorts. Like it came well, out to play later. that many games in a row. I mean, right. he's obviously ignoring a lot of family issues and things. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "What? We're having a kid? I'm not leaving." Right. You know, uh, but I, I'm I, the Iron Man. I'm I'm always interested in the guys that are leaving like football games to go see their kid be born. I'm like, ah, I think you got to go 1960s on it and just be like, no, I got to go to work. Yeah, theoretically, you could have more kids than play football games. Look, we know Camardi. We knew Camardi wasn't showing up because he has like five four-year-olds when he was doing that list of how many kids he had. Yeah. <laughs> he was banging one year, but uh, that's that's why we we went over. Eric got his uh, vasectomy, and mm-hmm. uh, you can't do anything right afterwards because that's what happened to Camardi. Just FYI. What? Thank you for that. What did he do? He he opened up his stitches too too soon because ah. he he was either. Uh, playing with himself or someone else is playing with them and you, you got to let it ride. And Eric really was uh, gilding the lily there. Yeah. I got 48 hours. Yeah. You're supposed to wait like three days at least. You know, do yeah, you know the number one time for men to get vasectomies in the course of the year? So if you were to look at the year and there's like the largest majority of men do vasectomies, at what period of time? Valentine's Day. Yeah, I'm going to say... Or Christmas. Because January, February are the most for divorces because it's it's post-holiday season. We did this for uh, some advertising campaigns for a moving company. Because <laughs> um, we were like, 
all right, we, we're trying to find a digital ad commercial for each month. And so we're like, oh, we should do one for divorce chicks that need a movie company. Mm-hmm. And it turns out January, February, most divorces because of post-holidays. So I'm going to go with that as well, yeah. That would be incorrect because what I believe ah. you failed to think about is what do you do post-vasectomy? You said you can't do anything for two or three days. What would be the most ideal situation for you to do nothing over March two or three days? March Madness That's what is I, the answer. That was my plan last year. Oh, yeah, I remember that. You just talked about it. I was like, go. I want that first week. around watch basketball all day. It'll I want that first weekend uh, where you have nothing but games on. I have the option to get into it if I want or not. But I want to be like a fat slug for four days. So – I can't believe I'm bitten by my own uh, wiener snake here. Yeah, you knew it. You knew the answer the whole time. I literally, on this show, was planning it out last year. Yeah. <laughs> still hasn't there gotten it. We my, go. I still, still haven't no gotten it. I, I, I lost my deposit. Um, well, it, it'll happen. I feel like you tricked me into getting one. Yeah, yeah. And my now it's plan. a big rib. I've been talking behind my back, all, all my friends. Yeah. I can't believe Eric fell for it. Eric fell for it, yeah. Idiot. It could be worse. Um that's what you have written up in the studio now. Yes. It could be worse. <laughs> um, so Let's forget it. So give us some um, – I, I can see that you're working on something where you're doing something once a day on Instagram or on, on LinkedIn. I can see um, you're talking about having better habits. What's something you've learned recently? I, I know you were big into the 530 wake up and read – Eric yep. uh, convinced me about the 4:30 wake up, and I'm 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 spotty at both, but uh, I, I I've now taken both of y'all's advice on that and getting up early. You do, no one takes that time away from you, which right. is really what it is, and that's kind of how Eric positioned it when I was like, oh oh yeah, no one n- no one can take that workout away from you because no one gives a shit to be up that early. Exactly. <laughs> So here's been the big game changer recently for me and is to think of your mornings like a boot sequence for a computer that there's certain things that you want to do to get the computer to be a computer. Well, we are the same way and it just so happens I reboot myself every single morning. Most people don't. And I think a very simple way to think of this is New Year's resolutions. Most people set a New Year's resolution, I'm going to go to the gym. But how often are they reading, here's my gym goals every single morning and stuff? So what I've realized is, all right, what is the ideal boot sequence for myself to be the best version of myself and to be the person that I want to be? So included in this is I do visualizing and meditation and gratitude and affirmations, but it's a series of things that keep me one uh, consistency to my dreams. So that's one of the things that I say, it's like, this is what my dream is. And these are the various things that I read every single day, because so often we have goals, but then sometimes you like forget about them or you don't care about it. But for me, every single morning is like, boom, I'm reading this. And then when I go down to the affirmations, a big thing that I've learned in the last month and a half or so is the phrase I am, because when you declare something about who you are, then you make it more real. And even more so when you actually speak this out loud. So I am a master of energy and time. I am flexible and fluid. I am positive energy. So I read a series of these and actually 
to help give some context, I'll actually just read exactly what it is because I think um, it'll help others with um, understanding this a little bit better. So, do you call do, do you call the I am the Yahweh? Thank you, thank you. Yahweh, so, Yahweh means I am. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, yeah. So I call this my good box. And this comes from a book by a guy named Weldon Long called The Power of Consistency. Uh Highly, highly, highly recommend this book. Because essentially what he just says is most people don't achieve their dreams because they actually don't, they're not consistent at keeping it top of mind. So he's like, I want you to create a good box in your head every single day that says, hey, here's all the good shit about me. And for me, here are the things that I have created that I read every single morning. I have complete faith that everything will work out. Money flows to me abundantly every single day of the year. It is easy and fun for me to make money every day. Abundance flows through me. Everyone is better off for having interacted with me. People meet me and they want to work with me. I'm a badass destined for greatness. I have a 10x mindset in all areas of my life. I'm the happiest person on earth. I'm a positive influence on everyone. I'm a masterpiece of health and strength. I am worthy. I am positive energy. I am love and kindness. I am creative flow. I'm flexible and fluid. I'm scalable. I'm relaxed. I'm giving and I'm becoming the man I am meant to be. So you say these out loud. You say these out loud in the morning. So I actually read it. So right now I'm doing uh, a 30 day challenge called the live hard program. That's part of something that Andy Frisella created. And as part of it, I have a 45 minute outdoor workout every single day. And I do that first thing in the morning. So I realized, wait a second, I can do two things at once. I can do my outdoor workouts and my boot sequence at the same time. So now it's like 5.45 in the morning. It's cold as crap in Chicago. It's Chicago, yeah, Jesus. And I sit there, I'm wearing gloves, a hat, I got my jacket on and I'm sitting there and I'm reading the consistency in the good box to myself. And I even added an emoji at the end of every one of these affirmations to add the visual side of things. Well, they're Rob, all, they're all eggplants. So just this morning on Netflix, I was watching, um, it's called the goop lab. It's like Gwyneth Paltrow's oh show. Oh boy. Just she started had, watching that as well. Well, I was watching the one Did on we get those candles yet. Wim Hof which is the guy who does the cold exposure, which I've been doing for, what, five years now? Yeah. yeah. I was getting in the pool this morning. Like, that you, that's something, like... if you're really into it, like, you will you should check this guy out because it, it's a legit game changer. Oh, I know all about Wim Hof. Awesome. So, for me, I've been using cold water therapy for the last few years because I learned that from Tony Robbins. So, yeah. for me, when I get in the shower... Uh, I turn the water on cold. And the reason that I do it is to work on courage. So I think we would all say that we would like to have more courage in our lives. The thing is, I'm not going to sit at a four-way intersection and wait for an old lady to cross the street and almost get to hit by a car for me to be like, ah, let me show you my courage. No, you want to say, hey, how can I microdose courage? So you know what sucks 100% of the time? Cold water. Exactly. Every single time I've gotten in the I shower- Cold water is cold. So it takes courage to turn that bad boy all the way to cold and even sit there for 10 seconds. So what Tony Robbins recommends is you yell courage. And it's a very simple way for me, 10 seconds a day, to microdose courage in my life. And oh, by the way, there are actual physical benefits to it. 
but who cares about that, right? Yeah, you said it way more, way more better than I do. <laughs> like uh, I'm always like, it just makes you feel awesome and you're, you're badass. Gonna, well, you're gonna so, micro dose of courage. That's great. I love so that. yeah, and what your body's doing on the physical side is it, it's reacting to a shock almost. Like it's it's fight it's fight or flight. It's doing self preservation. So thus, I guess that. You, I mean, you stuff know this. that we don't have happen to us anymore. Right, right. And we kind of need to build it in. Especially, we're in Florida. You can walk outside and probably, you know, just be out there right now for half. I mean, Chicago, fucking sorry, man. For six months of the year, it's rough. Yeah. Um, I, I've been there on uh, tank top day when it's the first day of spring out there, and it's like uh, mid midwestern pale titties galore because it's like. <laughs> It's the first, the first, like people go nuts. They drink all day. Uh, they're playing that, that, and all winter, that weird Chicago softball where you have no gloves and you play with a huge ball. What's that called? Have yeah, you seen that? I've never heard of that. 16 inch. Yeah. So they have a 16 inch ball and you don't play with a glove. Okay. You know, okay. Yeah. it feels like a big softball. And it, yeah, but it's like, it's something that if you've never been up to the Midwest during like when it's nice, you'll never see it. Like I never knew it existed until like ten years ago, and I was I was going around doing um, uh, Zanies over in Old Town. Zanies, the Zanies Comedy Club. Be there two. Check out this like when you go up there, you do Tuesday to Sunday. Oh, rough. Those at <laughs> least prime time. You do one night, one show uh, a night, and uh, and then I think I did a slate where I stayed for two weeks opening for people. So I was there. Every night except for Monday, mm. and I think I took a Monday to do a headlining set. That's when you're you're youngry, as Raheem Morris, the old Bucks coach, used to say. Um, but um, but yeah, man, deep what, pull. Yeah, that was a de- that was a really deep pull. That was deeper than Yahweh, I would say. Um, but I would say the the thing with the cold shower is it. I I look at it more like do something you don't want to do. Um, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Uh, I I say the cold shower is even harder than than an ice bath in terms of well it just it's constantly changing you're constantly getting hit with you know different parts of the water it's still cold coming out like you can kind of equalize in a cold bath or whatever I have to shadow box if I do the cold shower that's that's I heard there's benefits to shadow boxing in the shower. Yeah, I mean, you know, like the idea is mind over matter, so you know, just kind of go in your mind. And do it in there. I heard comedian Dan you know, Soder talking about just sit, just sit in it sometimes. Just yeah. sit. you have to sit in the pain. Either exactly, he was talking more mental, but sometimes you know, with the cold shower, I think part of it is just sitting in it and mm-hmm. having to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So I'll add some even more context. So I'm doing the thing called the Live Hard Mental Toughness Challenge, and there's a 75 day one and then two 30 day ones. I live girthy, and on on one of the 30 day ones. I had to take a five-minute cold shower for 30 straight days. And I've been microdosing like the 10 seconds, 15 seconds. But the five-minute, when people see that we've got to do this, it really freaks you out. So I'm like, all right, what's, my, what's your mindset going to be for taking a five-minute? And this isn't like, oh, it's lukewarm in here. This is as cold as this thing goes where there's still water coming out of it. Right. So I'm like, all right, I got to create a strategy for how I'm going to do this because one, I'm not going to do this like a bitch. So what I immediately thought of was um, Jocko Wilnick, the badass Navy SEAL guy. I was like, all right, how would Jocko do this? He's not going to go in there and be like, oh my God, this water is so cold. No, he would go in there like a man and he would take it. So I'm like, all right, 
I'm gonna channel my inner Jocko. He fucks the like, water. But that's but that's not enough. The water doesn't so, fuck him. He fucks the water. That's how it goes. Ex- exactly. The water bounces so, around. That's him. how I go into it thinking I'm about yeah. to make this water warmer. But dude's right. So now I needed music. So I always had music in the shower, anyways. So I played Bob Marley 30 straight days in a row so that when this freezing water is hitting me, I am dancing. So if you can imagine this, it is as cold as humanly possible. And I'm singing, everything's going to be all right. And it almost became sadistic in a funny way because I would laugh at how absurd it was that I was doing it. But here's the thing. I would do it every single day. I'm dancing. And I'm like, you know what? I have to train myself to have fun in this five minutes of cold shower any way I could. And you know what the biggest thing that I've learned from it that I still continue to learn? And Law, you mentioned how cold it is in Chicago for like six months of the year. And I'll even go on top of that. I am so grateful for warmth. It is ridiculous. Because when you take a five-minute cold shower, the second that thing goes off, I'm like, boom, done, warm water. And you're like, oh, my God. I am so thankful to have this warm water. Makes normal stuff seem awesome. I love Which this guy, Which is what guy, we need more way. of in life. Yeah. I, this guy's awesome. I'm, Rob, I'm surprised this is the first I time love, we've I know. had y'all like, dude, on the same. I know you're Rob's right up my, right my alley. Rob probably did the podcast three times before he, uh, you started co-hosting on it. And, um, oh. yeah. Back Those in are the, the, dark, the dark days. Oh. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's one of those things. It's doing something you don't want to do, something that makes you uncomfortable every day. Uh, I'm sure your wife thinks you're a nutbag, but she, know, she knew that going into the deal. But... I don't know how how does how does she see it? You, because you're stepping it up. Like from when we first spoke, you know, first it started with waking up early, and now you're you're upping it with all these other kind of call it habits, call it, uh, you know, life hacks, whatever whatever the fun phrase of the of the year is. You you're gonna be the best right. you, whatever that was last year. I think uh, I'm just trying to live my best life. Was that was it? Mm. That was la- that was 2019. Uh, I heard a lot of women saying that. I think Oprah said it or something. But um, what does your wife think about it? Because that's something I would forget. I forget now because I'm rolling solo dad life. Uh, So, you know, my I'm in that kind of goldfish area where you're only kind of living. You're expanding as as much as you are by your surroundings a little bit. I forget. It's also nice to have someone there that thinks you're weird. Because then it kind of goes, no, this is kind of fun. I want to show you that it is working kind of thing. It's a challenge because, remember, (laughs) I wasn't always like this. Even seven years ago, put it this way, there's been several seismic shifts in my life and mindset, one of them being seven years ago when I quit my advertising sales job where I was making multiple six figures to go all in it making my dreams happen and starting bacon sports. Yeah. So I immediately went from six figures to $0 overnight. And I was like, shit, that goes I well with learn. lives. It's fine. <laughs> right. I got to get better. So all of a sudden, this is where, like you said, law, I started reading, getting up a little bit earlier, but then all of a sudden I started getting these other influences in my life. The David Goggins of the world, the Jockos, be a hard motherfucker. The Jesse Itzlers. Disciplines ultimate freedom. Go, go 10 X. I was trying to get the, what's the last one? Jesse who? Jesse Itzler. Uh, he's the Atlanta Hawks owner. Uh, yeah. I, I can't think. I almost I almost had a quote for all of them. I don't know. I, David I Goggins don't... is be a hard-ass motherfucker. How do you do that? Uh, Jocko's discipline is ultimate freedom. 
what was the third one? Grant Cardone is 10 extra life. And then um, Jesse. Uh, Jesse has so many. Be a different brownie uh, is one that I think you would like. So I'm a honky I've dog. got all of these digital <laughs> mentors that I've created and I see the things that they're doing. So I start stacking this stuff and I start getting around other people who are like-minded. And then it really became becoming the best version of myself, but not in the Pinterest way, but more in the get comfortable being uncomfortable way. And I want to have a family one day. I don't have kids yet, but I want to make sure that everything that I'm doing right now is for my wife and for my future family. So the challenge in all of this becomes, uh, I take this on myself in terms of I'm going to get this shit done. So I do it first things in the morning. I'm very disciplined about this, but it's not necessarily discipline. Isn't sexy. Most people don't understand it, but it's something that's going to continually compound for me. So when it comes to my wife's side of things, yes, yeah, she's 100% supportive. Number two, I don't expect her or anybody else to live like I do or do like I do. I don't judge people for not doing what I do because it's not about other people. It's literally only about me. And it's sort of almost one of the philosophies or the ways that I see the world is that I'm not concerned about anybody else because as we all know, it's hard as shit to run a business. It's hard as shit to do all of these things, these big dreams. It's hard to be a comedian law. So all these things that we wanna do, I can't be worrying about what other people are saying. But at the same time, I'm willing to do things for others, even if they may not see the immediate benefit right now. And maybe it's going to be 10 years down the road when all of a sudden it's like, holy crap, how did we get here? And I'm like, remember those cold ass showers I was doing 12 years ago? Yeah. Compounding. Yeah. 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 And that that's, it's marginal gains. You know, it's, uh, I just, I always think about the intra, intra personal relationships that are very close that, you know, you try something out. Um, Eric's got two kids that are, uh, what are their ages? Four and seven and four or five. Basically. Yeah. So, you know, and you got to deal with that in a household with the other stuff you're doing too. It's, you know, we want to be like the dads that are like, well, tell us how this goes when you have kids. <laughs> like all that shit. But you're really doing something. I think both it'll be us, different. I think both of us wish we did started that way earlier before we had kids because. If you figure out how to make this a part of your life now, it's much easier later on, which I think would be the advice for anybody listening out there. If you if you don't have kids, you want to do that side hustle. You want to do that business. You're, do, you're working a full-time job you hate, and you want to start something on the side. You have to develop that kind of – those calluses of that discipline of, like, I worked in a mutual fund company when I was 21 until uh, I was 24, and I would be in there 10 hours a day in Santa Monica, <laughs> which is – it, it, I had the ocean view from our office, which is also the worst thing because all you want to do is run outside. Mm, and I'm stuck, yeah. I'm stuck wearing business casual. Really right in your face. And then uh, immediately after that, I would either go on Mondays, I'd go to the improv class at the Groundlings for three hours every Monday. You had to drive to West Hollywood. That's an hour and a half to go 10 miles. Cool. Um, and then while I was on, I'd drive out there and go, all right, let me write some jokes or listen to a podcast about comedy. And then every other night I was doing stand-up. So it's like uh, and the, sh- the nights I didn't have a gig or an open mic to go to, I'd go sit in the back of a room. And that was my life from 21 to 24. And basically, it, anybody listening, I was, ta- I was telling someone this the other day. They were asking, like, how do you get into it? It's like you just have to 
fake like you're obsessed with it. Like I'm not I'm into whatever I'm into, uh pretty hardcore, but I can get really lazy and I can get you can get pretty complacent pretty easily. And so being obsessive is one thing. I have to fake being obsessive sometimes and then I'll actually make it there. Well, it can be about attention, put your attention towards things that you, you know, want to flourish. Yeah. And that's you know goes back to waking up earlier. Yeah, and the waking up earlier is It helps is all huge. everything. So what um let's uh where, where are we at? Is this about Yeah, we about wrap it up. All right. Uh anything you want to leave us with? I feel like you've got uh a lot a lot of stuff you've been uh, working on lately. Uh, but anything that you find interesting that you want to impart with our audience? Uh, I do, based on something that you just said. So uh, I love hearing your hustle about your early comedy side of things because I believe the hardest part for most people, almost all people, is the start of something. Yeah. How do I dot, dot, dot? And I get it all the time. Rob, how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I? And there was a quote from someone, and I don't even remember who it was. But it was a game changer for me. He said, Rob, if you ever hope to get paid to do what you love, you better be doing it already. So I think about what you just said right there, Law. Yeah. You wanted to become a comedian. So you're going, you're doing open mics, you're sitting in the back, you're going doing improv, you're learning everything. And so often we think that it is reaching the top of the mountain where you're like, look at me, I'm on this billboard as the thing we're going for and sure that's nice but everyone chris rock jerry signed where everyone had to put, pay their dues and at one point they didn't know how to do it and if you ever hope to get paid to do it you better be doing that already so just start doing the stuff and for me the the big thing for 2020 is going to be i'm building out a digital university about personal development habits routines success mindset to help other people because they say, Rob, how do I dot, dot, dot. Even think about the number of things we've talked about on this podcast. We can chop that up into micro videos and say, how do you work on courage? Boom. Here's this video. How do you get the job of your dreams? Boom. Do what law did right here. And I'm going to build this repository to help other people because when I looked at entrepreneurship or people who want to uh, pave their own way in life, I don't really see the resource of where you would go school doesn't teach these things like school's not like no. all right today we're going to talk about courage or waking up early and and these are the things that actually matter to success and it doesn't even matter what you do you can say comedy sports i want to open up my own farm all of these take fundamentals and mindsets and discipline to make sure that you show up every single day to do the things to help yourself be successful on a short-term in a long-term basis. So that's what I'm excited about for this year. Yeah, I mean, look, we all three of us get excited about something that it sounds very, uh, <laughs> it doesn't sound super sexy. It's discipline. It's like, hey, I like talking about short-term, long-term goals and doing them, at, doing them at the same time. It's tough. It's hard, but it, it is doable in a lot of ways. Uh, and sometimes... But it's it's uh, talking about it's great. No action it means nothing, you know. Um, well, that is all we've got uh, time for. You've got a ten thirty, so we want to make sure we pad that because it's almost ten fifteen in the morning. But uh, you've been up for five hours already. So, and Eric's been up for I, six. I, I have. Yeah, like, I've been up longer. <laughs> if you knew, like I got up at eight thirty. Thought to myself. <laughs> 
I literally did not have a second, but it's in the best way possible because I designed that. And actually, I'll leave you with a quote from my branding coach. All right. And he said, live by design, not by default. And what that means, I want you to design the life that you want. Design your morning, design your afternoon, design your evening. Law, you are designing the way that you want to live. Hey, you're working that job you didn't necessarily like, but you know what you did design? I want to become a comedian. Here's the ways that I'm going to do this. So often people live by default. They just go through the motions. Instead, take a few minutes and say, man, what do I want in life? And design that bad boy. Yeah, we talked about creating time to create time. So that, that uh, that's my tip for a lot of people that want to do something. It's like you got to sit down and figure out how to, you know, how to find time in your calendar. Just having time management is probably the key to a lot of it. Yeah. All right. I dude. agree. Thanks, yeah. Rob. Good talk, man. I liked it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. What about my sweat equity? SweatEquityPod.com on your FM dial. Tune into the biggest balls of all TV.